welcome to episode four of Australian Design Radio to provide Australia and the world with conversations and commentary on Australian design. I'm Flynn Tracy and with me is Matt Leach. How are you feeling today, Matt? I'm feeling a little bit nervous, actually. I got woken up this morning by a friend, a good friend, sending me um, a message saying that we are now 39 on the podcast. So we're done. We're done. Yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, here we go. Um, I, I guess. I guess. Yeah, that makes me a bit nervous knowing that there's people listening. Yeah. <laughs> Has any of your family members listened yet that you're aware of? Yeah, probably about. We're up to about 800 listens. Yeah. So, <laughs> so 90% of your family, my family, which is lovely. Yeah. But no, I just wanted to say thank you for everyone who's listened um, so far, and um, and thanks for all the feedback. I've had some amazing feedback, uh, which has been really helpful. Mm. Um, I think you have as well, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 kind of a lot of you know everyone's kind of come out of the woodwork and has an opinion on it, which is really great. Um, it's it's kind of exactly what we wanted to happen, and like a discussion to kind of start. Yeah, yeah. Um, getting people talking about about stuff, um, which I think is really important. It's um, it's surprising how quickly it has happened. So um, and this thing's really kind of taken off quite quite quickly. Um, we launched last week, so. Yeah, so it's been one week, and I think um, we thought we'd share a couple of stats with you guys because we thought it was pretty cool. Which is, we have almost a thousand subscribers a week. Just didn't quite get there. Just didn't quite get there. I think it was eight hundred. It was no nine hundred and twenty. I think we clocked. Um, I should have got my mum to listen eighty more times. Yeah, I was considering hacking the system, but yeah, we um, we're pretty happy with that. We're pretty yeah, happy with absolutely. that, and it gives us somewhere to go. We took some screenshots that we maybe we'll share on our birthday or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, we do have a special guest with us, which we will get to in one second. Um, but here, how about this for stats? So, eighty-four point two five percent of listeners are from Australia. There's no surprise. That's fairly obvious. There, you know, it's Austra- from, Australian design radio. It's in the title. <laughs> I'm assuming a lot of those people like design. Forty-five listeners from the UK, um, and I'm so excited about this. Two point eight four percent of our listeners are from Kazakhstan. Yes. Wow. I have made it. What up, <laughs> Kazakhstan? This is so Thank exciting. You guys. <laughs> Do you know how weird that is? I got a phone call, a phone call that had plus seven at the start of it, and I was like, I'm not going to answer this phone call, and it's from Kazakhstan. No, wow! It was two days ago. Yeah. Oh, you probably heard that was, you're coming I haven't, out. I have no <laughs> idea. They must have heard through the grapevine. Um, we Googled it. It's Russia or Kazakhstan. I'm going to Kazakhstan. Though. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, I'm back in Kazakhstan all the way, man. I'm so excited that this podcast has reached you guys, so thanks for listening. Um, all the way down the end is France. Um, Oh, with, with, with three yeah. listeners. I know who that is. Yeah, so thanks, Jeremy Lord, for listening yes. three times. Thanks, Jeremy. <laughs> we really appreciate it, mate. When you leave France, you may be our only, first and only and last French listener. So um, see you later today. So I'm also feeling a bit nervous because our special guest today is Mr. Mark Stock. Hello, Mark. Hi there. <laughs> so Mark's from Common Design, uh, and both of us have known Mark for many years, um, but what many people probably don't know is Mark was my first creative director uh, when I worked for The Attic. I didn't know that as of 30 seconds ago. It's kind of, it's a bit of a... Uh, I barely knew it as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because Mark, Mark was never there. I, I was there the whole time. That, that I don't know where you were. You were overseas somewhere. I think I was over in uh, New York or the UK. Yeah. yeah. That's the Mark. Have a good creative director. Then. Oh, well, never that. Uh, <laughs> very nice. So, um, so but everyone talked about Mark, and and obviously I knew of you already from when you were in the Designers Republic. Mm. So, and that was definitely for my generation. That was one of the the poster studios that, that everyone kind of talked about and aspired to, and all that sort of stuff. But for the last um, eleven years, you've been running your own 
studio, uh-huh. which is common. Which is common. Um, so, and that's, I can't believe it's 11 years. That's amazing. How does you that feel? I, actually, do you know what? I didn't even know that start. Really? No, of course I didn't. I got, no, I got, I got, I got it just, LinkedIn. Did you? <laughs> you heard it on this show first. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I had no idea. I mean, one, one of the for things... Somebody who hasn't had a website for seven years, I think time just kind of travels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and look, the clients you... I mean, we were talking before, you're, to us, you're one of the most modest designers because every time we talk to you and we sort of say, oh, you know, what are you working on? And you'll just pull out some client and we'll be like, oh, wow, like that's... I mean, like, mm. if I just think off the top of my head, like Nike, you've worked for mm-hmm. Coke, you've worked for... Mm-hmm. You did all that stuff at Ministry of Sound. Yeah. And didn't you just do all the TED stuff as well? Yeah, I'm still working on the TED stuff. So right. I'm working... Yeah, we did 2014, the whole kind of brand structure, look and feel for TED, um, and everything kind of on the day of the event. So, you know, the opening titles, the whole kind of... So right through from printer print on screen um which kind of we, we then I, I guess become the, uh, the the brand guardians for ted for 2015 now because wow. it went really well yeah so we're just uh, as we speak trying to come up with a lovely little concept for um this year's yeah fantastic so we're right in the heart of it now yeah i'm doing storyboards i got my ticket i'm ready to go have you yeah yeah no nice. sitting up the back judging <laughs> don't judge <laughs> No, well, I'll be seeing them the back judging as well because it's the first time you ever see it on a big screen in the opera house. Yeah, you know? it's amazing. Well, it's it's so interesting with that sort of stuff. Like, it's really you're lucky when you've been around design for enough. Like, I haven't been around anywhere near as long as you guys, but um, sort of when you do notice sort of nice design and you see that kind of really nice little um, kind of witty little thing in there, you know, mm. you know, something that's Easter egg. Yeah, like a little, yeah, like a nice little Easter egg, a little <laughs> smile on the mind. However, you know, you guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Mm. Um, and I got one of those from the TED screen. Um, from the intro, from the yeah, what, what do you call it? What do you call the little shorts, the five-second shorts or something? Between? So uh, those are the session openers or interstitials right. or yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. So because I saw them and I really liked them, I thought, oh yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, um, thanks, man. And then you came in to Tractor to teach some of the kids. And you're like, oh, this is what I was working on the other day, and it was just yeah. all this, all that stuff. And it's always kind of like, a, oh, of course. Like, mm. oh, of course it was Mark. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. You know. Uh, hopefully that's not because it's styled. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I don't think there's. I mean, you think about because you did Ministry of Sound for quite a few years. Yeah, yeah, quite a few years ago. But yeah, I did. Yeah. I did for quite a few years. Yeah, yeah. But generally, the effect just the annuals. So yeah. the annuals were they had a good print production on the annuals. So that was the only one you kind of did. Everything else was you know fodder design, I guess. To, to, right. To you know, just get it out there. Yeah. Just get it behind a CD cover and get it out there. But the annuals, they really spent time on. <clears throat> and money, mm. um, which is unusual. So, for the, so the annuals industry. are CDs. For the C- they were CDs, yeah. So you're doing the cover. So you the do the cover. You do the whole, the whole thing. Plus, right. plus the TVC. So we, you know, I directed the concept and direction for the TVC as well. So right. the, basically, the whole thing. Yeah. Um, so, so when a client says to you now, like, what, what, what do you do? How, how do you? Because you, you cross so many different. Yeah, things. yeah. It's, do you know what? It's a tough one for me because it's a tough one for me as well because. Um, I guess you know, you know, you know what it's like to try and describe design in general. Yes. And I'm just, I'm such a lazy talker that I just say I'm a designer, <laughs> but no one actually knows what that is. And then you try and go into it, and it all becomes kind of, you're just trying to, yeah. So I do a bit of this, and I do a bit of that. I do a bit of directing. I do a bit of you know branding. I do, and it just you can see them kind of float away a little bit. And that's that's what I that, that's what I feel like. You know, you don't know whether you're, you're jack of all trades, master of none, or I mean, yeah. I, I just love dipping into everything. Mm. I've done it for you know 19 years now, and I've been really lucky 
to have been at agencies that that have you know had a presence in motion graphics and had a presence in branding and, and print obviously and so um and have basically said yes you know uh, yeah well not to everything obviously but <laughs> no, but, to, but said yes to yes to things that they're really uncomfortable doing and is that the client bringing that to you or is it you almost saying I I'm quite interested in trying this. Or? Um, do you know what? Now, nowadays, I mean, a lot of the stuff we do now at Common is purely because it's such a small agency. It's um, um, and doesn't necessarily have the infrastructure of some of the other agencies I've worked at. So it didn't, you know, it doesn't have a, a broadcast department or a digital department. Um, so I, I, you know, the things that the things that are really interesting are collaborative works mm-hmm. where people kind of, I guess, bring me into because they know that I can, I can. Um, you know, sugarcoat a look, a look and feel across all different mediums. Yeah, yeah. Um, but essentially, at common, it's it's um, it's it's branding. Mm. You know, that's that's you know, eighty or ninety percent of what we do. Um, probably because we've got the infrastructure to do that. And how how big is common? Two people, Two. me and Jonathan. That's amazing. Lesson. Shout out. <laughs> Shout out to Jonathan. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, it's too. Do you know what? It's gonna. Like I say, we haven't. Had, I've been really lucky um, over the last kind of eight years or so, and lazy, because um, we haven't had a website. So we haven't. I haven't picked up the phone to anybody. That's amazing. Really, over the last eight years, and we, you know, and work's come in. Um, but I'm at an age now and at a time where I need to, I, you know, it has to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're, we're at a stage where in about three weeks, three, four weeks, maybe three, four years, who knows? <laughs> but hopefully three, four weeks, the website's going to be out and I'll, I'll be going out there getting the work that we want to get. Um, and hopefully, you know, it can grow. It can grow, I guess, beyond me. Because mm-hmm. um, it needs to. I'm getting old. Uh. <laughs> How Because how, some of the clients you work on are huge. Yeah. You know, and is there a worry for them when they're working with a smaller... Do you pack the seats? So no, I don't, no, I don't pack the seats, really. A lot of the, a lot of the, a lot of the work that, uh, you know, it, is, are the bigger clients are, are, are collaborative. So mm-hmm. I, do, I do a lot of work with, you know, Alfred, who I, who I share a studio with. Um, and they bring they bring a lot of that work in because they've got right. a lot of the... Um, they've got m- much bigger infrastructure than me. Um so we do a lot of collab collaboration, and that's kind of experiential, um, uh, you know, event-based um, elements. So we we collaborate on things like that, which is really exciting. Um, collaborate with a lot of um, ad agencies as well, because you know I've been around for a while, and I I guess there's a few good relationships there. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of the bigger a lot of the bigger clients are are, are based on me working with other people. Um, and I just I still love working on with small clients. I love mm. working on restaurant identities. I love, you know, working on um, in the arts. You know. Yeah. And I, I still love creating a poster for you know Force Majeure is a client of mine. I still love creating a poster for a new contemporary dance uh, mm. show that's just coming out. You know what I mean? It's it's I don't know. Maybe I'm just again. Maybe it's the lazy thought, or maybe it's just because no. I love it. You know. What and what do you love about it? Oh, I just love I, I I just love I love talking to the people who are doing it. You know, you work you work on a lot of the uh, a lot of the, with a lot of the bigger clients, and you never really get to chat to um, you know chat to the chat to the real people. Mm. Whereas you're working on with a small client, you're chatting to the restaurant owner who's really passionate about what they're presenting, and you know, there's just a bit more passion involved in. Yeah, I, I once described it as it designs the perfect job if you want to kind of 
know about every every career out there but not have to do them yeah so right. you, you get this chance to kind of step into your client's world for a little while yeah mm. yeah um, but not have to turn up on monday yeah no totally so. most of the time you'd be yeah you'd probably run away from the job after after <laughs> after one brief anyway yeah yeah um, absolutely i'm really interested in finding about finding out a little bit more about attic and some of the places that you that you used to work at yeah. as well, um, for, for those who don't know. Because Att- Attic wasn't around when I, I, I first heard of Attic through you. Right. Because I'm a little bit younger than you guys. Just you are a little bit younger. Um, and um, so, who, because they were quite big, right? I mean, they were big agency. Yeah. 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 So, Attic with a K. So Attic with a K, what, yeah. What was that like? Um, do, do you know what? It, um, Christ, it was, it was, uh, it, it was really bittersweet. The whole thing was really bittersweet. It was an it was incredibly brilliant set of people doing incredibly brilliant things. I thought at the time um, that that if you look back on it, definitely kind of paint a picture of that time in design. Mm. Um, but it was you know you you lived it, you lived and breathed it, and everybody in there lived and breathed it, and you know and it was it was a. It was just that moment in time. I don't know whether I could go through that again, but at right. the time I was young and and, and 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 fresh, and it was it was just exciting. It was just really exciting, and and that was the, that was the agency that basically said, right, okay, we're not just a design agency. We can, you know, we're going to go up to America. And we're going to conquer the, you know, you know, the the TV market. We're going to do broadcast design as a design agency, as opposed to mm-hmm. you know, as a, as a post house or as a TV station as. You know, and it just it just put, it did push boundaries, but it also pushed people. Right. They push you to your limit. Right. Um, do you know what? It was brilliant. It was yeah. absolutely brilliant, and it uh, it taught me a huge amount. Um, but that was then, and this is now. You know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, when when you made that decision to step away from that and start your own, what was that like? Great. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, great. I miss it. I miss the. I miss the people. I miss the culture. What it did have was an incredible culture. Mm-hmm. Um, I know your work was out there. You know, it was. It was. It was on. It was you know, forty-four or fifty-foot um, billboards in in New York and mm-hmm. for Nike and you know, and it was it, it was out there. So that was the the whole real, you know the really exciting thing. There's nothing yeah. better for a designer to be able to kind of walk past their own work that's you know that's communicating. Um, so the thing, I guess, I guess it was so encompassing that when I got out there, I just, I just got out, you know, mm. I just got out, and I kind of needed a breather. And I don't know whether common staying the size it has been. I mean, it's fluctuated between five and one, um, but common staying the size it has been is, is maybe me being a nervous passenger and being becoming a, a bigger agency just because I know, I know the perils and the, yeah. you know. Um, I, I guess I felt I guess I felt relieved to be me as well. That's another thing because you know you you were you were part of Attic at that point. You you know it was it was a group. Mm. Um, so I guess I felt relieved to be me. Mm. Um, and I guess I, I guess it was just another nerve. It was, it was just you know it, the nerves had kind of gone. Okay, I got to do it by myself. Yeah. You know <laughs> it's you know I can't hide behind this this label. Whether I've done that or not, it's a whole different matter. But oh, no, yeah, you know. Um, as many of you would know, we have um, the last guest actually gives you a question. 
Right. Uh, and you, you, you get to give a question to the, to the next guest. So the question that we had from Kevin Finn was what, what makes a perfect personal project? And do you, and do you have personal projects? Um, mm, um, it, I, I mean, do you know what? At, at the moment, I don't have any personal projects. In, I don't have time really for personal projects, yeah. even though I'm, I'm, you know, I'm chasing the idea of time and mm. being able to do it. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so time is your personal project. <laughs> oh, just, yeah, time, yeah, time is, yeah. Um, <clears throat> what makes it good? But I, I mean, you know, there's always, there's always things, yeah. I guess what I do is, is, I guess what we do as designers is we, we communicate, so it has to, you know, it has, it starts with a brief and it starts with a purpose and it starts with a client. Um, so there's nothing personal about that at all. Mm. Um, and that's, I, I guess, what we're all kind of good at is the communication side of things. So a lot of people will say, oh, you know, I'd, I guess I'd be an artist on the side, or, you know. But I don't know. I don't know. I just, I just think, I guess I, I, guess I just love what, I, I, I love the communication side of things. Yep. That's, what I, that's what I really like. I think well, you've, you've talked about collaboration as being a really big uh, driver for you as well. So. Yeah, collaboration is yeah, because you do you know you don't. I love I love collaborating with people who who know things that I don't, who can do things that I can't, who who you know who work in conjunction with you to create something really beautiful, mm. or, or or you know or that commu communicates well. Mm. Um, those things are good, like the TED thing. You know, there's no. It's a non-for-profit. There's not a huge amount of money in that. It's never going to make. In fact, it's, you know, next to nothing in it. You know, mm. it's never going to make you any money. But it's a great project. I wouldn't do it unless it wasn't, uh, you know, beautiful. So, so I guess that's a personal project. Mm. Yeah, because true. there's no commercial. I mean, I guess there's a commercial value in it in terms of people seeing it and, 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 and yeah, and promoting. But um, I guess that's a personal project because there's, you know, it's not a business decision. Mm. It's a, you know, yeah. just one. It's not, not going to put beans on toast on my table. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's interesting. But, um, and also, I wanted to talk a little bit about Ministry of Sound and what it was like working for them. And um, we were talking about it a little bit before the show and music having influence on designers. Yeah, definitely well. something you and I have talked about before, just about mm. how, how important music is for design. With it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And um, when Matt, just to, just to lead into that, Matt and I were talking about this before the show, um, I, I usually work, whenever possible, I work in silence. Yeah. Um, Which I thought was really weird, and then I realised lately, probably for the last six months, I probably have done the same. Yeah. Which is really, and I didn't even realise I'd changed. Put it, putting, you know, on top of that, that a lot of the things I need to do involve writing and kind yeah, of, yeah, yeah. you know, it's, mm. you know it's not, just, not solving a design problem or being creative necessarily, yeah. it's flogging off. And I can never listen to lyrics. So it has, no. to, it has to be almost like classical, post-rock yeah, right. or Yeah, it's like a catch-22 situation because I listen to a lot of rap, so, you know, I don't want to be emailing Mark to start asking if he comes in and I'm trying to rhyme, Dog. you know, I'm yeah. dropping the beat in my email. Yeah. Just, yeah. It just doesn't really happen. But anyway, to, to the question, like, what sort of, um, you know, does music influence the way that you design, I suppose? Um, I think it has done in the past. I think if you're working in the music industry in terms of design, then then... Yeah, I, I guess so. Do you know what? At one point, when I was when we were um, when I was studying, you know, there was a point where me and my best friend Ali worked at a, a really good agency in Sheffield called Dust. Um, actually, couldn't design without the Beatles. 
Really? Yeah. Without the Beatles. Without the Beatles. So we'd, you know, we'd be sat in the corner of the studio in the uh, college, and the Beatles would be, yeah. you know, that'd be on. And I think that's a go-to sound for me. Um, but I, do you know what? No, I, I guess as you, do you know what? I think it's just age as much as anything else. <laughs> I guess as you get older, you, you know. God, I, I'd stick an I stick an audio book on at work if I need to. Really? Yeah, if I need to. There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that you I kind of do at work that obviously doesn't equate to kind of getting on the tools. And even though I get on the mm. tools a lot, yeah. Um, there's there are other things you need to do. And sometimes I even kind of stick headphones on and don't listen to anything. It's just that yeah. nobody else will come and disturb me if I've, I've, I've been doing that. <laughs> so I can still hear what everyone says, but no one's going to come and bug me. Yeah, yeah they're the, please don't talk to me headphones. <laughs> Pretty yeah. much, yeah. Like, um, you know, there's like some websites around, I've got a couple of them bookmarked, which do ambient sounds in the background. Yeah, right. You found them. So you can add in like birds in the distance yeah. or a creek and all that stuff. I know it sounds a bit wishy-washy, but I've done it a couple of there's times. There's that little app, that Coffitivity app. Have you seen that one? No. That's great. Yeah. It's really good. So you play your, you can listen to your music, but you can kind of judge the um, judge the sounds with just the background ambience of a cafe. Really? Yeah. yeah. So you kind of, you know, and it's it's just people chatting in the background. You can't really hear what anyone's saying and, oh, you know, so it's, just a, it's just this natter and it's a good... It's good. That's cool. Yeah, it's yeah. really cool. Yeah, I mean, I guess... Takes you out of your office and into a cafe, it's great. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I think obviously that sort of stuff, if you're sitting at home in your own personal office and no one's around, that's probably a bit strange, but... Yeah, yeah. You know, if, <laughs> if you... We've, we've just... Matt and I, we've, we're just in the process of moving to um, a much larger space where, mm. you know, I've been in an office for a year and a half. Yeah. Um, and now we're going to be, you know, a metre away from each other and probably 10 metres away from students. So yeah. this is something we've... You know, it's going to be part of our little transition here. So I've got my noise cancelling headphones. Yeah, right. So. It is. It's interesting. You work. You have to work in a whole different way because there's, yeah. there's no doors that you can shut. Yeah, right. Of course. I mean, the other thing as well. I mean, I've got tinnitus. I've just. I've, I've literally just got tinnitus over, oh, really? the last, over the last year or so. It's quite bad. So silence is actually annoying. Ah. Mm. What's so tinnitus? almost like a kind of. It's like, you know, if you, if you can imagine flatlining, so the sound of a flatline right. in a hospital, yeah. and then just turn the tremolo up and turn it up. Like an ear test or something? Like those ear I don't. Beats. It's not a beep, it's one sound. Right. It's, you know, people commit suicide. It's, it really is quite a, he it's a hectic thing to have. Because it's just a hurdy, what do you mean? Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually think I've got it. It's, it's that thing that has come on over time. I know. See, my, fa my father my father's had tinnitus for... I, I don't think it's hereditary at all, but right. my father's had... And this, this might kind of pair back to kind of music and me, mm. me in my it's 20s, I guess. Too close to the yeah, too many gigs, maybe. Um, so that, I mean, that can bring it on. So I think we're going to have a whole... You know, a whole generation of people with tinnitus, I guess. Yeah, probably. Um, but my father yeah. had it because he got it from altitude in Tibet. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, so he had it. So that's how I knew about it. You know, and I've so I spent years and years just going, I don't want tinnitus. Like you can see him messing with his ears or right. doing these things, and then suddenly you just, you just, I don't know whether you notice it one day or you just think that there's a, there's a buzz in. I can't actually remember the one moment, but it's it's there for life now. Mm. And there's yeah. no, there is no silence. And there's no way of getting rid of it? No, not at the moment. Right. Not at the moment. They, just, they don't really know what it is. There are, there are, there are theories as to what it is, but no. Right. Um, oh. Just to backtrack a little bit. Sorry about that. Uh, my dad, no, no, that's great. <laughs> Medical conditions. No, that's fine. I mean, well, I mean, I, I have headphones in uh, to work at the gym, on my bike ride, yeah. when I go get a coffee. I think everyone does. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. and I've got 
the ones that I'm wearing right now go inside my ear hole. So, yeah. I, you know, there's there's ear penetration. Straight in the middle of air. You can um, get it. Well, I've always, you know, I try to keep it low and I don't listen to music. I mostly listen to audiobooks these days, but I've probably done some pretty yeah. bad damage like, yeah. that people mm. you know, 20, 30 years ago weren't doing. Yeah, I think we all have. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, might be a whole generation of us. It's, it's funny, <laughs> that, funny that we're all listening to audiobooks. Yeah, quick, yeah. Put the, pull the headphones out right now. Where, Do you know what? That's, that, that's, time, that's time poor again. We live in a really time poor True. society. Yeah. And that's yeah. what that is. Yeah. You yeah. can't sit down and read anymore. You, haven't, you, you don't really have time. I'd love to sit down and read, but, mm. you know. Yeah. And no, it's probably escapism. Yeah. And, it's, and it's, it's how you learn, I guess, now. I, I, I think about how many magazines I used to buy. Mm. And, I miss and read each yeah. week and have inboxes somewhere. Sure. No. <laughs> or if you get rid of them in a, in a plastic. Oh, right. so I can sell them in the future. No. <laughs> um, no, but I used to I used to read probably nearly ten magazines a week. I wow. would say. Yeah. You know, I barely get through one. Yeah. At the moment. Yeah. 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 I read it's off screen at the moment. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I read. Mm. Um, but yeah. Um, why was your dad in Tibet? He he was um he was an aid worker. So he started, he, he, um, he, in 81, he worked for local government. So he was, you know, he was a wow. working class civil engineer, did roads and lighting and sewage and blah, blah, blah. He was operations manager. And I think it was, it was a propaganda plea from, um, local government when, when Somali, when all the famine kind of hit in Somalia in 81, mm. pre-Ethiopia and pre-Live Aid. Um, so they sent him over and he volunteered, um, and it was kind of, I guess it was a propaganda plea for them. And then the year after, that was when he was 49, then the year after, Ethiopia happened and he said, I want to go again. Um, and they said no. So he, he quit his job at, at, um, at the age of 50 and then was, uh, was part of this thing called Re Register of Engineers for Disaster Relief, Redar. Mm. Um, and just went every year for three months to Zaire, Tibet, um, uh, you know, Rwanda, Ethiopia, Kenya, Montserrat with the volcano. Wow. So Tibet was the the um, the meltwaters from the Himalayas were coming down and washing away the villages. So he was up there, kind of surveying and building dams. Wow! Amazing. Yeah, yeah. Wow. He's a good man. What yeah. a, and just what an amazing thing that there is communities out there doing that kind of stuff, mm. like groups, associations, yeah, yeah. Kind of pulling yeah. together. Yeah. Actually, that's a really that's, nice. That's a side project. Well, do you know what? That was that. That's that's one of the things I. It's, it was a funny one when he was in. I, do you know what? I think it was I. And it was it was actually it wasn't famine in terms of, um, in terms of no rain. It was flooding. And I said to him, I I was maybe three or four years into my career, and I said to him, do you know what, mate? I'd I'd love to come over there, and because he used to come back and say, you know, all the information that's getting back to the western world isn't true you know all the all the money that's going into um mm. third world isn't really going in there's only a, there's only a section of it going in and right. you know and it's, it's it's hard over there it's really mm. hard um and he was what his job was to kind of build the roads for the aid the aid to get come in mm. and to build the wells so that people had clean water and sanitation and yada yada all that kind of stuff um, and I said, listen, mate, I'm gonna, I'd love to come over and, and just create awareness of it, you know, document you doing this. And he was like, do you know what? There's nothing, there's nothing, um, there's nothing you can do over there. This is about keeping people alive. And, 
because um, I remember when he first came to my he was doing it at the time when he first came to my graduation I remember him just pointing at the work and just going is, is this what I paid for yeah. you know what I mean it's like <laughs> I'm the polar opposite of what he was and it was kind of you know I had to there's something I wanted to prove and there's something I wanted to do yeah. but he said no since then about five or six years later he said I wish I'd have done it but you know I'm really yeah. hey, um, see that's really interesting because that's kind of you know the can designers save the world and you know I'm using air quotes, everybody at home. Um, but you know, it's that kind of constant question, like, what, what is it yeah. that we do? He's an engineer; he can go over there, pick up some stuff, and he can save lives. His change, yeah, right yeah. in front of his. We head. can you create know, awareness. That's we can do stuff, can't we? Yeah, we can. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. It's um not on the ground though. Yeah, not that, <laughs> not, not, not that instantly. I'll, yeah. do, I'll do your poster. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Walk around. But it's interesting the whole associations thing because I know. You've always said to me you want to get more involved in the industry and you want to help the sort of industry grow more. And, yeah, and yeah. And you just joined Agda as a counsellor. Yeah. And so I was interested in, like, why why now? Why? What, um, probably for the same reason as... Um, probably Sorry, cooking this. Probably for the same reason as, um, as I was saying, I, I guess common needs to grow and I need, I need my own website, is that... Um, is that it's that it's that it's that time it's that time to kind of like, it sounds really wonky but um, not not give back but just do something do something that's not necessarily about you and your little insular world mm-hmm. um, and I might have something to say you know I might help who knows I might not I think you will but it's, it's 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 worth a go yeah. um, and I do I do actually I do think Australia needs it as well it needs it needs kind of. Yeah, he needs he needs help in terms of design. Mm-hmm. I suppose global awareness, mm-hmm. which Agda's doing now, obviously with the um, the kind of association with DNAD. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, which you're doing. You lovely I'm, man. I'm part of. Yes. For, for the rest of us, what? Well, uh, <laughs> it's um, so basically Agda really becoming more um, not only a national body but um, on the international scene as well, getting getting Australian design out there more and more. Right. So, because um, at, at the moment we, we, well, in the past, we've always been very sort of insular and looking looking inward. And then there was that amazing... It's a very Australian thing. Yeah, and there was that eye magazine that Rick Pointer came over and did, which was, was a real turning point for me because he came and just did a, uh, a whole magazine on Australia and, and what he came out from that is that we almost are grabbing the best bits from the rest of the world, but then kind of keeping it to ourselves. Or, yeah, ouch. Yeah, and so it was a it was a really interesting insight. So it's good. We're finally at a stage where we can start kind of like doing doing more of that because we've got some amazing stuff happening here. Yeah, really yeah, amazing. That's stuff. definitely true. Yeah, so, yeah. The um, I mean, the problem with I, I guess the problem with us design in Australia is that the audience is so yeah. There's so many clients who kind of say you've got to, you know, you've got to appeal to Doris from Wagga Wagga, and it's, at that point your design kind of starts to <laughs> starts to lose. But does that not, does that not happen in other countries? Like you know, um, people in New York, you know, might be working in Manhattan. They got to appeal to Middle America. Well, there's just so many more people there. There's so much right. more of an audience who can grab onto. Um, so there's you know, larger niche audiences or something. Much like that? much larger niche yeah. audiences. Yeah, even in the UK, you know, you get your 60 million people who are, they're kind of more influenced because they're all they're, they're packed together. Yeah. You know? Whereas. You know, Doris from Wagga Wagga, or, or or you know, someone from Alice Springs, or someone from—I mean, anywhere really outside yeah. <laughs> your major cities, or and you know, and even suburban suburbia in your major cities, there's a, there's a different kind of culture. There's yeah, definitely sure. a backyard culture, or the porch monkey culture. You know, yeah. Um, there's a lot of them out there, and there's so few who live our lives 
um, in the cities in Australia. That's true. You know? hard, hard to forget. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's easy yeah. to forget. It's interesting, and we've had some um, big stuff happen over the last week as well with the international kind of designers. Obviously, Stefan Sagmeister has sold out completely yep. um, in Melbourne and, and Sydney, which yep. is amazing. Mm -hmm. But really, unfortunately, we obviously G Lee event got cancelled yep. from Design Nerd, so that was that was really sad. Yeah, really disappointed. Yeah, it's and I feel really really sorry for Kevin because he was very very keen to, to get that going. Yeah. Um, one I did want to do a bit of a shout out though because um, Jason Little and Anita Lyons from Active New South Wales mm -hmm. and uh, you may have had something to do this as well, but um, I've actually brought Kevin to Sydney to interview Stefan after Stefan's presentation. Yeah, Matt was pointing at Mark by the way, not me. I've had <laughs> <laughs> little to do with so, that one. So yeah. um, so. I just I, I thought that was a really lovely thing to do yeah. and, and really says something about our industry because um, yeah. yeah. I mean basically they were competitors for for two big presentations during the same week of international designers mm, mm. Um, and just for them to kind of yeah make sure yeah that's that good Kevin's still that's involved it's, I thought that was really nice yeah it's fantastic I can't think of anyone better than Kevin to yeah. interview Stefan I mean that's going to be it's almost like yeah, I'm trying to keep up here. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Too yeah. highly intellectual. Stefan was his first interview ever. Yeah, well, so we talked about that. That'd be quite nerve-wracking, I'd say. Yeah, and, and Kevin was talking about that on the last, on the last mm. show. You know, he was, he was saying he was um, really nervous about. It's uh, a comfortable man you're talking to. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Relax. Those sabbaticals mm. make him cool as a cucumber. Yeah. Um, what else has happened this week? Um, yeah, well, um, Jackie Winter gives you the business was on. Oh, um, was that part of Paul's Fest or not? No, no. So obviously, yeah. Well, obviously, Paul's Fest happened yeah. as well. Unfortunately, I couldn't go. Mark, I'm guessing you you didn't get you didn't get mm, down there either. No, I didn't. I didn't no. It looks like it's really taken off though, which is cool. I know I know Tractor did an event down there. Um, yeah, it's, 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 some of the events looked amazing. Yeah, there was a there was a pretty sweet panel that I um, kind of made me wish I made the trip mm. down there. I did a really good job of um, planning my trip to Melbourne to really poorly coincide with everything cool that was happening in Melbourne. Um, and I had I had one day where I didn't do anything. I mean, I was working, obviously, but there's a million things to do. I completely missed Jackie Winter's event. Keep, you know, Jackie Winter gives you the business. And I completely missed Paul's Fest and then came down and wrote emails. It was um, really poorly timed. I heard Jackie Winter's event was amazing, though. Yeah, I heard it was fantastic, too. Yeah, so really wish I could have could have come down for that. Um, actually, actually met up with Jeremy Wartsman. Um, from Jack, from Jackie Winter down in Melbourne, um, the other day. Um, happy birthday, Jeremy! Happy <laughs> birthday! Happy birthday! Yeah, it was his birthday on Wednesday. Oh. I think it was Tuesday, mate. You heard it here. I've yeah. already said that. Yeah, we're here. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, he said he doesn't like to talk about it, so I thought I'd put it on the show. <laughs> <laughs> so what? What have you got? What are you working on at the moment? Um, we've got quite a few things in the studio, in a two-month studio, to be honest. With um. We've got, um, obviously working on all, all the TEDx 2015 mm -hmm. brand stuff. Um, we've got Art Central Hong Kong in at the moment, which is a wow. huge, huge job. Yeah. So, so what, what's that? What's that about? It's, um, it's, it's, there's kind of art bars on, on Art Hong Kong, which are the, the big kind of art shows, the big kind of, you know, and they, they work around, uh, around the world. Um, and this is a kind of a satellite um, art show, which is which is in a huge marquee in the in the centre of um, Hong Kong Central Park, Central Park, yeah, in the centre. Yeah. Um, and it's yeah, it's a, it's a it's a really good kind of independent art show, huge kind of yeah. 
Joe. Cool. So it's right from uh, right from kind of taking the the, the look and feel of, of of the branding right straight through um, all the promos, all the um, on site design. Mm. Now Rocky. working, I mean, are you? Does it, is it only English, or do you need to? No, that's. I mean, that's that's the major problem with this one. That's it. <clears throat> that's the headache here. Is is that it has to be translated. So every single every single bit of typography that you do in whatever it's going to be, whether it's a VIP wallet or a, or a, or, a, or the fair guide, has to be, um, all the content has to be translated and designed into the piece. Wow. Yeah, which, so, isn't, which is a nightmare. How, so, how yeah. do you do typography when yeah. you don't read the language? <clears throat> or do you read the language? You, no, I don't read the language. <laughs> I don't at all. Um, do you know what? It just goes through so many iterations, and that's the, that's the problem with this, because you, you create a design that everybody loves, mm-hmm. Which is which is great, um, and then you have to introduce and you preempt the idea that there's going to be Asian translation or Chinese translation. Um, so you preempt a spot in your in your in your in your, in your kind of design in your in your grid in your structure. Um, but then it might not flow in the same way. There are certain line breaks in uh, in, in Chinese uh, in, with Chinese characters that have to happen at that time. Um, certain characters have to. Uh, pull together so you can't kind of create the same line breaks so, you, so you're, you know the idea of your kerning the idea of your your, your orphans yeah. or your widows and all it just goes out the window because you just you actually can't understand the language so it becomes image uh-huh. um, but the second there uh, as any client does <laughs> changes the content then that has to then go over to oh, uh, wow. uh, so China they, they change the translation over there so it's, you've got this really horrible kind of a million hands just before. yeah there's kind of seven or eight people who it goes through and then it comes back and you're like do you know what that design that you really loved is starting to really waver yeah, um, purely wow. because of content shifts and, yeah. and would you work with a translator or a designer uh, you work with a translator so so we you know we effectively design everything so you're not working with a designer language that you can't read down, yeah so. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Which is all. I mean, you know, it, it's it's a beautiful thing. It's aesthetically beautiful. So as much as I can't read it, I still think it looks really yeah, nice. Right. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a tough. It's it's a really tough gig that one. And then working on um, uh, just Sydney Contemporary as well, which is Sydney's huge art fair that starts yeah. that starts uh, this month. Um, Where's that being held this year? Carriage Works again. Right, again, yeah, yeah. it yeah. fits there so well. Yeah, yeah. That's that's one of the Carriage Works is a really interesting space, but it's um, I think for that particular art show, it's, it actually feels like the space is being used. Yeah, well, so. oh, it was. Be- I think it was beautifully laid out last time. Mm. I thought it was a, a really good experience, apart from the fact that there were just way too many people. Right. You know. Which is which is a nice problem to have. It is a nice problem to have, but you ever stand in a gallery with a, a you know, with a thousand people trying to look at art, it just doesn't it doesn't quite work. So I, from what I've um, from what I've gathered, they're curating it differently this time, and um, there's going to be a much better flow of uh, of people through that. You know, mm-hmm. I think I think I think the floor plan has to shift a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> great, great. Well, I think uh, we're probably out of time. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah, just getting into it. Really. <laughs> yeah. um, we'd like to thank you for listening to Australian Design Radio, episode four, with Mark Stott. Thank you. Let's go around the table. So, uh, Matt, where can people find you if they want to get in touch? Same place, uh, at Leechworth on Twitter and LinkedIn, obviously, as well. 
Cool. And Mark, if people want to find out more about you, we know the website is currently under construction. Yeah, um, they'll find out a lot more, I guess, in about four or five, did I say three weeks? Four or five you weeks. You said three. <laughs> you said three. Uh, three to four to five weeks or uh, come under, come to you. Great, yeah. great. We'll put that in the show notes as well okay. so you guys can find it. Um, and you can find me at flyntracy.com or on Twitter at flyntracy, uh, Flynn with one N. You can find this episode and more at australiandesignradio.simplecast.fm. And you can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at AUS Design Radio. If you have any suggestions or topics, topics for guests, um, questions you'd like to ask us on the show, or you just want to reach out, we'd love to hear from you. You can email Matt at matt at AUSdesignradio.com or just replace Matt with Flynn and you can get in touch with me. Until then, thanks for listening to Australian Design Radio. Thank Thank you. Thanks for having me. anything that any burning questions that maybe you could um yeah i guess i'll do a pair um okay so i mean in our studio we try and retain uh, the idea of talking and thinking and doing it's a you know it's a classic thing that's, that's gone for years and years regardless of um regardless of what equipment you've got in there but with them um, i guess the question is with uh with design being so time poor now in terms of being able to Get a brief and, and post one, you know post a solution out. Do you are you stoic about retaining that process? And if not, how's it changed? Nice question. Awesome question. Mm-hmm.